Blog Talk Radio. in that. Hello. Anyway, my name is Recruiting Animal, and I'm here with you on September 6, 2017. September 6. You know what? The other day, I saw there was a discussion on a, a Facebook group, not mine, uh, about the Recruiting Animal, about me, right? Here's what happened. Some dope, some dope, yes, she was. She joined my recruiting group recruiting discussion group on Facebook, and she didn't like it. So she went to another group to snitch on me, to warn everybody. That's what she said. According to her, I called candidates dummies, right? And that means I'm not professional. So they got me thinking. Psychologists, you know how smart they are. They say there's five main personality traits. And Jerry, and they call them the big five, right? One of them is openness. Don't make noise while I'm doing I my did. intro. Have some you respect. Got to move yes, past you did. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, one of these traits is called openness, right? And afterwards, he's going to complain that I took too long because I had a fight with him. One of those traits is called openness. And here on the Recruiting Animal Show, I'll talk fast, we are very open. We're very open. So someone who isn't open, they're not going to be like us, and they're not going to like us, right? But that's just how we are. And we're not going to change for them. We don't want to be like that woman. No. So, you know what? We don't have to be upset about it. We just got to be used to being disliked. We have to get used to it. It's an important part of life. And if you don't think it's okay to be disliked, you're going to be a wimp. And the best recruiters, they're not wimps. They don't care if people dislike them. You know, that's why they're not afraid to say, how much money are you making? You don't want that. You want too much money. They'll tell you you're... You're too greedy as well, and they'll tell the hiring managers, look, pal, you better give me a good reason for rejecting this guy, or I'm not going to look for anybody else. This guy's fantastic. You don't know how hard I work to get him. And if you don't want him, you know what you are? A dummy! Yeah, some people are dummies, okay? So if you want to listen to a professional show put on by people who would be running the Inquisition, if it was still going today, you're in the wrong place. But if you want some authentic, down-home, amateur radio, come on right into Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? This is the Recruiting Animal Was that a real call-out, Jerry? You must be working out. 
That was real. It was as good as the tape. That was great. It was as good as the tape. Oh, I yeah. like that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, oh, who's all, making all that playing on the road must be... I'm, I'm in, I'm in really a band. Look, I got to I gotta start turning people off before... I think... Who is it? I think I got it. Okay. It's, it's one of those one, one, one. It's like swat and flies, isn't it? That's terrible. Okay. Anyway, I want to thank my sponsors, Martin Snyder of PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software, and also Nin Tran, Nin with an H, N-I-N-H, Tran of Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Got to give a spelling lesson every time I say that sponsor's name. They're the super-duper sourcing tool. Okay? I also want to give a shout-out, my regular shout-out, to, yeah, to Kathy Manis, our friend who was in a coma in California. Hey, Kathy. And a happy birthday to uh, my nemesis, one of my various nemeses, Derek Zeller, third diver on Twitter. Happy birthday, Big D. Happy we birthday just talking to about you. you. Happy to birthday you. to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday to you. Okay, Derek. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> this is a singing show. Yeah, yeah. It is a singing show, and it's very nice of you to sing to Derek, because he cuts you up like crazy, Maureen. Let's be frank about it, okay? Let's be frank. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, and our guest today is an animal show regular, Richard S. Baird, B-A-I-R-D. And that's a that's like a Scottish name, isn't it? Baird, the Baird. Is like, that I don't is know. Anyway, he's name. not Scottish. Yeah, okay. And his name, that's him, uh, his name on Twitter is Rich recruiting. Now, I got to tell you, just before the show started, uh, Rich Rosen said to me, he said, how come Rich recruiting is okay and Rich Rowe recruiting is, is, you know, not okay? I thought he was smart. I thought Rich Rosen was a smart guy. Rich Rowe doesn't mean anything, okay? (laughs) Rich Rowe. It's stupid, okay? Anyway, (laughs) this guy, our guest today, used to be a corporate Okay, what? thanks, uh, Forrest. Okay, anyway, uh, this guy used to be a corporate recruiter in Texas. He worked with Michael G. Uh, Cox. Michael G. Cox was his boss. And now he's moved uh, to the state of Washington. You guys, it's so hard, the state of Washington, in Washington, D.C. Anyway, he's an agency recruiter. He's recently gone Could from corporate to the agency side. <laughs> well, yeah, they should. They should change it if they were smart. Does that confuse you? Get Does Trump to change it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Okay, we're going to sing Rock the Boat. Maureen, you know this song, Rock the Boat, Baby. You must Rock know it. Bo- I do. I, I know the song. Okay, I don't even have to look up the lyrics. Okay. Michael G. Cox, are you in on this? Anybody else? Probably Everybody not. Knows this. Just go. Rock the Boat, Rock okay. the Boat, Rich- Baby, Rock the Boat. Yeah. I know the song. Let Richard start, okay? He's going to be horrible. He's got a nice voice. Richard, you, you count us in. <laughs> you count us in it. So on the count of three. You want to do it? Should you give the count? You count it. You count it off. Okay. Okay, we're starting it, so I'd like to know. One, two, two three. three. So I'd like so to know like where to you got to know you got you got the And I'd like to know where you got the notion to rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat. Don't tip the boat over. Rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat. That's he terrible. Was. That was great. Oh, that was great. Warm me about that you. That was great. Well, 
<laughs> okay. Okay. This is my new starting off question. Richard S. Baird, uh, do you know of any visionaries in the recruiting world? Vision? Not any real ones. Uh, just people that. <laughs> no, okay. If, that's you, the if you have to call yourself a visionary. Doing a survey. Uh, is it, o- probably is it not okay to thing. call yourself a visionary? Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's a, another big question. This is a new one. Is it okay to bring a pet to the office if you're a recruiter? I don't hit? see why not. Oh, no. You think it's okay? Well, Michael G. Cox, he worked okay. for you. Is it okay? Hell Michael no. G. Cox, is it okay to bring a no, pet? No, 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 it is not. If you're no? working from home, you, you have no. your pet. If you're working anyway. from home, yeah, man, do whatever you want. Yeah, okay, you're not in an office. We're, we're not talking about the goldfish. Who wants your pets there? Okay, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, what about this? I, I learned this this week. It's called the Hollywood Rule. If you go to meet a client and uh, they ask you if you want a drink, you always have to accept it. I never accept, but you always should. They said it's going to relax you. What do you think about that, Richard S. Baird? I would not accept it. Who's, uh, who's doing that? Why not? I'm, I'm you afraid you can't handle a drink? What I'm if not you're on the way? Handle it, but not a, not an alcoholic okay. drink. What a coffee is it, is or it a yeah. water or a oh, alcohol oh, yeah. drink. Okay, Absolutely. yes, yes. I usually go. Okay, for the you're water. not afraid you're going to. Okay, you're not afraid you're going to dribble. You know what? When you when I got you on this show, just impromptu, when you didn't know you were going to be the guest, you were smooth as silk, right? Now you're freezing. Don't choke. <laughs> it's just the same as it always is. Okay. <laughs> if you I ask choke, a question. Can I ask a question about that? Yeah. What's the logic behind yeah. that? What's what's the logic behind that? Let's just not why do yes I and no accept, answers. Okay, why would I accept a, a drink? Uh, one to be polite. Two, it's always good the to have water thirsty. on hand. Uh, right. One I, I have enough, water on it? hand right now. And yes, one. Okay, you one know what, uh, Maureen? I never accept. But as soon as I read the article, I don't know the reason, but it's intuitive. I think if they gave me a nice hot coffee, I would enjoy it, okay? Mm-hmm. I might spill it, though. I can't, I'm kind of clumsy. Okay, that's the Hollywood rule for everybody. I, but, okay, uh, whole, next but another question. rule I read, if you go out to breakfast, never eat, never order um, eggs over easy. Always order scrambled eggs. Okay, thank you, Maureen. You know, you, you know you there's know a why? difference between a dri- no, Do you know why? they're dripping on you, right? That's They'll right. splash. That's right. They're messy. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, dear. Okay. Next question. Are you know? Uh, are you a fanatic daily planner, Rich? Uh, your your buddy there, Rich Rosen, says that it's one of the foundations of his great success. Daily planning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I try not to to break up my calls with planning. I see a lot of people do that. Uh, but maybe an hour or two at the end of the day, or at night. At, to come up with enough people to call new people, new leads, you, you almost have to plan every day. There's no way that you could get it done in a couple of hours and have enough people to go through for the entire week. So Michael every day. Michael G. Cox, is that true? I might Michael G. Cox, up. did this guy really put – Michael G. Cox, did this guy really plan I'm right here, day? man. I'm waiting for the end of the question. Yeah, did he plan his day? I mean, it's supposedly <laughs> it's – everybody's saying – you know, the old chestnut, you got to plan, you know, you know, spend three hours every night planning or two hours. That's the key to success. 
Are you agreeing with him, Michael G. Cox? And was that the rule in your office when he was there? It was actually definitely the rule in our office. We had to plan at the beginning and ending of every day. And it was something that, uh, let's say, when he first started, we were working on constantly. <laughs> this is true. Michael G. Cox got me in the habit of building lists every day. Every okay. day. And I wanted to see it every day. Okay. Every day. And how many? Then how many calls? How many calls were? How many calls did you schedule a day? Maybe ten to fifteen scheduled. Are you kidding? Well, what is Rich Rose's schedule? hundred? I would think. No, 50 well, that's not a it lot of calls. Qualify what kind of qualify what kind of calls you're talking about, man? Okay, so ten to fifteen would be initial phone screens. These are people I've already spoken to, I've seen a resume, and I've had some kind of conversation with, whether email, text message, that's how I'm setting up the phone call. So 10 to 15 scheduled is actually pretty good, especially mm-hmm. if you space them out every 10 to 15 minutes. 15 calls. To have those. You could remember them in your mind. You don't even have to write them down. You know what? I'm going to go straight to your strong point. This is your, your, your showpiece of your recruiting shtick. You call it the Ooh. two ding. Two ding okay. method, D-I-N-G, the two ding method, and you swear this is the best way to establish a first contact with somebody, okay? Absolutely. Now, I know you were working for Okay, you want, you want to tell us about it? So two dings essentially I'll guide two you if, I'll guide messages. you if you need help, okay? You're screwing <laughs> okay. up the show, okay? I'll guide you if you it's want, two text okay? Messages. It's the sound that your phone makes when you get two text messages in rapid succession. Reason behind it, people just aren't answering the phone anymore. Uh, you could still make the call, leave the voice message. I actually suggest it. It's something that I do to set up the text message. I'll mention that I called and left a message in the text messages. The reason for two text messages, one, easy to ignore. If you get two back-to-back pretty quickly, you're going to at least look at your phone. Okay, are these coming from the same person? Um, Is it an email and a text? You're going to check your phone. So to to drive engagement, I'm just sending two text messages back-to-back, and I structure them in a certain way. The first one is just kind of an intro, hey, you, it's me. The second one is more of the meat, a little bit about why I'm contacting you, how I came across your information. Uh, I'll even mention that I just left you a voice message, which then makes it important to call from the same number that you're going to text from. So they'll get the missed call. Okay, hold on a second. Maybe they didn't recognize the number. First off, yeah, so here's what you're saying. You're saying... People freak out when they get bang, bang, two messages right in a row. They think it might be important. Absolutely. They can't not look at their phone, okay? Absolutely. And somebody in the background there, turn off your phone, okay? I don't want to hear you talking to somebody else. And you're listening to this, supposed to be listening to this show. Okay, here's what you say, Richard. Uh, he's got a good article on LinkedIn. He's not doing a good job presenting it here. I'll have to take over, okay? People don't answer unexpected calls, he claims even from people they uh, they know. It's not just that there's no call, you know, call, no name caller. They'll see the their who's calling, they'll know it's you, and they won't pick up because people don't like answering their phones. It's too disruptive. It's too disruptive. And, and then email's no good, he says, because there's all these programs designed to block 
unwanted email. I've never heard of one of them, but he lists them. Sane Box, S-A-N-E Box, Unlister, U-N-L-I-S-T-R, Unsubscriber, Mail Swipe. Has anybody ever heard of these? Anybody? No. Okay. Silence is agreement. You can Google them. Nobody's ever heard of them. <laughs> I believe you can, but nobody else knows them. But you claim, Richard S. Baird claims, and this is his quote, that response rates on email have dropped through the floor because of these kinds of uh, programs, email blocking programs. So the people aren't going to pick up your phone call. They're not going to even see your email. So, And he said uh, that's why he's resorted to text. Okay, so those voicemails he's leaving, presumably no one's ever going to listen to them either. All right, Richard? Right? That, that's a fact. I don't personally listen to voicemail. Uh, it may be a generational thing, but legitimately, I'll see. Generational? Called. You're not that young. I saw your picture. You're in your 30s. <laughs> Come on. It may be. It may be. But the, the fact is people are just aren't listening to them. Um, and I don't know anyone that listens to it all the way through. So leaving a voicemail okay. for me is just to set up the text message so I can mention that I okay. called you at some point and I did leave you a message. And so you – now I saw you've got tweets. You were listening to this show in January, and you uh, heard somebody talk about – Sounds this is what sounds like to me. You heard somebody talk about text messages. You said, I have to try it. Three months later, you were listening to the show again, and you said it has tripled your response rate or something like that. Is that true? Is that how it happened? That is true. Michael G. Cox was there every step uh-huh. of the way. Uh, and I developed this by trial and error. I would send one text message. Sometimes, you, especially if you're using an iPhone, you can see the read receipt. So if, if they've left it on red, if it's been delivered, and I could track those things. I put it in an Excel spreadsheet and just came up with the, the data to verify that the two text messages in rapid succession would increase the response rate. And, and it's a small mm-hmm. – I mean, I, I, I put it out there for other people to try it. I'm willing to hear what other people think if it's working for them. This is what works for me. Um, and it, it, it came from, yes, I was listening to the show, and I think it was um, – I can't remember the guy's yeah, name, yeah. Okay, but you're talking, he was you're, talking okay, about fine, sending fine, text fine, messages. Fine, fine. Yeah, yeah, point made, point made, point made. You know, this is why people get mad at me. I cut the guy off. They say, oh, he's giving us good information. No, he wasn't. He already said it at the beginning. In the first five seconds, he's gone on for another 30 seconds with no information, okay? That's why I do what I do. And if you don't like it, hit the road. Okay, so uh, what do you – now, you'd say I put this in there, I put all this stuff – how much information can you put in a text message? Enough to, for them to know that it's not random, that you're not sending it from, uh, like, Olivia. Olivia is a, is a text messaging service that will automate your, your text messages to candidates. But it's not personalized. It's going to ask a sequence of questions, and it will qualify your candidates for you. You can put enough information in a text message that you write yourself to let them know you know who you're trying to reach. You can give them their name, give us an obviously example. their company. Give us an example. Give us an example, please. How do, you, how do you personalize a text message? I personalize a text message by put, 
one, the candidate's name and company in the text message, along with how I found them, whether it's a mutual contact, if I came across their LinkedIn profile, if uh, they applied when I was in a corporate position, I would include that in the text message so they know this is legitimate. This is me sending you a text message because I have enough information about you to want to have a conversation with you at some point. The text message isn't supposed to take over the phone call. All of this is to set up a phone call at some point. But I have to get you Okay, interested. how much Okay, so you don't do a you don't spend 20 minutes personalizing your doing research so you can say, you know, I saw that you like uh, your steak uh, well done, so do I, stuff like no. that, right? No, no, I'm not going to okay. dig that deep. And I don't know who would have the time to do that for every candidate. Uh, apparently lots of people do. 20 minutes of research before you try to contact somebody. Maybe in an email. Uh, even then, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not spending 20 minutes doing research to send an email. But in the email, you can add a little bit more uh, personalization. Like your hot okay. Cheetos. Is there anything line. else? Is there any, okay? So you learned something by listening to the show, and so maybe somebody's going to learn something from you right now. Is there anything else they should know about texting? Personalized. I can, I can keep tell it you something. How and, to get the phone number? The How to get their phone number is the big problem. You're just calling people from resumes, aren't you? That they already sent in to your company. Is that true? That is. That was true at one point. Um, now I use Lucia or HireTool. Lucia will and the, uh, serve up a, a good cell phone number on most occasions. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you want to plug HireTool for me while you're at it? I mean, it's a sponsor of the I show. I want to give Have you, a, little, a, you know. a, a segue into a HireTool ad. Yes, I use HireTool. It's amazing if you haven't scheduled a demo, you should definitely do that. And they can explain to you how AI sourcing can help you make placements. Are you using their AI sourcing, which I never plug here because I don't know that much about it? Are you? Is that what you're actually using? That's not what I'm using. I, I've seen the demo. Okay, you're using the regular. afford it. You're using the regular. I, oh, you saw the demo. I'm using okay. the regular. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, you know what? You're right. You gave me a I'm going to do a hire tool ad. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hire tool. Of course, they say it, hire tool, okay? But they weren't born in North America. They don't know, okay? I know. And, in fact, Katie Gajidjian, she says it the same way I do, and she does videos for hire tool. Hire tool is a full-service sourcing tool. You just heard Richard S. Baird talk about it, and let me tell you, when he's not the guest on the show, he doesn't choke, and he's much more enthusiastic. So just imagine, he was excited when he was telling you about Hire Tool. Here's how it works. You tell it what you want. It writes the search strings for you. You can be a real dummy, okay? It does the work for you, and then it searches a bunch of sites, Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, and a pile more that I don't use. Okay, then it gives you all your results ranked with the top candidates at the top, and it goes down in descending order. It tells you who's most likely to be ready to make a move. It guesses the salary range, and I'm going to quote this guy, Mike Duran, again. 
I was contacted, he said, by another sourcing tool. I told them I don't want to use it this year because I bought higher tool. Okay? And I'll say one more thing. When Richard S. Baird was just telling us about sourcing and using his iPhone, I was wondering, who pays the data? Does the company or does he have to go in order and pay for it himself just to contact the candidates? But I'll tell you, this guy, Mike Doran, he was a Dropbox. They didn't pay for hire tool. He went out and paid for it himself, and it was worth it. Okay, that's what he said. So there you go, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, and you got to go and ask Nin Tran, Nin with an H, N-I-N-H. He's all over Facebook, ask him for a demo, he's a nice guy, he won't push you, he'll just show you, and then let you make up your own mind. Okay, Michael G. Cox, I need some help here. Your buddy is, is he's not his regular self today. I was, I was looking forward to him, I knew once he didn't sing that I had a problem with him. What should I do? <laughs> Michael G. Cox, where are you? Did you hang up on him already? You lost your old pal. He's not there. Okay. Anybody want to? Anybody got a question for our friend? Let me open some lines here. Oh, as soon as I open the line, the noise starts. I'll close it again. Okay, I got more questions. I don't need them. Hey, Richard, is there something you really are burning to talk about that I haven't asked you? Well, I saw you That's going take through Twitter breath. pulling articles. Breath. I saw you going yeah. through. So I went ahead and, oh, Michael just messaged me. He said you muted him. Oh, Come what on, number? Animal. What's their area code? What's their uh, area 210. code? There's so much noise. 210. Okay, there. I thought he might Thank have been you. one of the noisemakers. He's open now. There okay. you go. You got a question for your buddy? Uh, also, warm him up a bit. He's, he's he's nervous. He's not his regular self. Like I won't go on too much about it. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I think he's doing just fine. He's a little bit flustered. The animal can scare people. It's going to be okay, the, Richie. Once I saw the animal going through and pulling everything I posted on Twitter, I was like, this is <laughs> this is this is for real. This is serious this time. Um, but no, I'm staying yeah. calm. Okay. Here, here, here. You guys work. You work with active job hunters. Are they different than passives? They're more prone to lie. I will say that. Oh, why, uh, why do you Why do you say that? Because they're more desperate. They're more desperate. Uh, typically, if you're an active job seeker, you're trying to. Well, let's be honest about it. They're they're trying to run from something. They're motivated. Um, that situation. They're, maybe they feel like they're undercompensated, overworked, but they're trying to get away from something. So they will say whatever it takes to get in your door. Okay. Do you back that, that up, the Michael take away from your work. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they're not as good. They're not as good as passives. Is that what you're saying? No. It's a lot harder to identify actual talent in the active job seeker market. Wow. Nice, clear statement, okay? If I don't get a lot of complaints about that, I don't know what the world's coming to, okay? Because everyone's always saying there's no difference. There's no difference when there's an obvious difference. And one of the differences that you didn't mention, if you're out of work, you're way more desperate. You, you, you're saying your active job hunters are still employed, right? And who's that? Is that Michael, is that Michael G. Cox's office? No, man. Yeah. Okay. I got the door closed. 
Yeah. And I don't know why you said I was so loud in my intro, okay? Anyway, recruiters don't end email conversations. I read a guy, a techie online, he says recruiters will communicate with him. They'll send a few emails. Then they just never end it. And this is what he said. He said he'd appreciate a thanks, but fuck off closer. He doesn't mind how blunt they are with him. Not interested, right? And the the reason I think they don't ever send it is because they don't want to deliver negative news. Have you noticed that? Do you have problems? Do you just, you know, let things fade off without, you know, calling people back and stuff like that and letting them figure out on their own that they're not not interested? That was an issue prior to working with Michael G. Cox. Um, (laughs) Not wanting to deliver the bad news, not wanting to explain to someone why they didn't get the position. Uh, now, if I've spoken to you on the phone or met with you face-to-face, I will give you a phone call. And I I even have a, a voicemail script, some, something along the lines of not you as an individual, but here's how, what the process entailed. You were up against top candidates for the position, and someone proved through the interview process to be stronger or a better fit for the position, and here's why. And I'll explain it to them, whether you, in a phone call or in a voicemail. Give an example. I try give an not example. to. Give an example. Give an example, okay? Because I've got to tell you, Michael G. Cox told us that he's made people cry, okay? People have cried on the line with him, okay? <laughs> I, I didn't make them cry. cry but... I might have made Richie cry, but I didn't make them cry. They cried on their own. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. The but thing yes, is, you're not really worried yeah, about them crying. It's important to give good You don't want them to get it. I mean, okay. it's so, important to give them the go bad ahead. news. Yeah, but then here's the issue. So that they're, here's the they're issue. not hanging said, these, other people were, these, these other people were stronger than you. Oh, Rich, how were they stronger than me? And you actually no. have something to say? They had more you experience. Is that you, they Jerry? Were, they were. Sorry, I'm typing they up were a better letter. suited. I mean, I'm they were better suited to the position for some reason, uh, and and that can be situational. Yeah, for some reason, what's what reason? What reason? Hey, sometimes if the, you're, the if you're is, you might be telling a candidate that is fully qualified for a job that he wasn't selected or she wasn't selected because during the interview process, which is over, they didn't prove that they were better than everybody else that was being in you know being considered. Okay, so you're Mike, not telling how, how them that they are not qualified. Wrong? What's that? Yeah, okay, you're so you're never saying like they didn't like your haircut or they didn't like the sound of your voice or the way you dress. No. You never tell no. them that. You never no, tell because them everybody that. that's bring, so you're everybody that is brought in or sent out for an interview had better be qualified. And 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 well qualified to to have made it to that point. So at that point Okay. You're making decisions between these qualified candidates and these other qualified candidates. So it, it comes down to whoever demonstrated a higher level of expertise um, that, okay. that moves forward in the, in the process. Exactly, can you, if they say, can you be a little more specific, you say, no, I can't be more any specific than that. Everybody yes, was qualified. Yes, you can. I, can animal, they I have someone an, No, you can say at, during, you know, during that interview Hill, process, did you didn't of, demonstrate enough expertise in X, Y, Z, to have been ranked above yeah. all other candidates in XYZ. Let's hear his example. Go ahead, Richie. 
we did a lot of equipment billers. It could be something as small as five to ten years. So they, both candidates have six years of experience in billing, but one was medical billing and one was billing equipment for a restaurant. The equip, restaurant equipment biller is going to be more qualified for our position as it relates to equipment billing. The billing experience is there on both ends. They were obviously both qualified or else they would not have interviewed. But if it, if that was the difference, I will explain. Someone had – this individual had experience that was better or more directly related to the position we have available. Okay, i got to – And the key there is following up. You have to follow up. Yeah, but the thing is you, you were lucky with that case. You had a nice, clear-cut difference. It's not always that black and white. That's – that's the problem. I got to do an ad. I'm going to do an ad for PC Recruiter. Hey, everybody! You know, there's a lot of talk in the news all the time about diversity and inclusiveness. So I want to tell you something. My sponsor, PC Recruiter, is the most diverse and inclusive recruiting software around. And you know why? Because at PC Recruiter, you've heard it from me before size doesn't matter. Yeah, guys, big or small. We fit them all. That's what they say at PC Recruiter. They make software that can be used by big recruiting teams and small recruiting teams. Yes, no one is excluded. You might be a solo recruiter who only uses a few of the features, or you might be a giant company that uses everything. I'm going to tone it down because I realized I might be scaring the people in Michael G. Cox's office. Either way, okay, big or small, PC Recruiter loves you, and they want to take care of you and cuddle you up. Yes, they do, because size doesn't matter. Everybody gets good service. Uh, Oh, yeah, I had an example of that. Paul, last week, Paul Lippman was here. He's a solo user. He says they take really good care of him. You know what? I was going to cut that out, his, his, his comments, and play it this week, but I might have to pay him for that, so I decided not to. I would just steal the info, okay? So do yourself a favor. Go take a look at pcrecruiter.net. Okay, back to our guest, Richie Rich. Now, you did read right. comics when you were a little kid? Did you feel like you, you wanted to be Richie Rich? Okay. <laughs> I did not. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Richie I don't, maybe Rich, he doesn't exist anymore. Up. Generational. He's a generational, right? Or I'm in a different country, <laughs> but I think he was American. <laughs> okay, what about this situation? I read about it. What if, and we kind of discussed it last week, but this is a different take. Business development. Now that you're uh, an agency recruiter, business development is a big issue with, with you, bringing in new business. Am I right? Am that I right? correct. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's say... You haven't been in it very long, but let's say you recruit somebody out of a company to put him in one of your clients, right? Would you call that person's manager a week later and say, hey, I'm the recruiter that, you know, pulled your your staff member and placed her elsewhere. Uh, And so you know I've got some ability. Why don't you hire me to replace her for you? Would you do that? Do you have the guts? I don't know that I would be that direct, but I would call that 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 manager because I know that they have an opening and, and one that was and what if they ask uh, what if the manager said how did you know we haven't advertised how did you know how do you know there's an opening there were you the person 
What if what if uh, she said that to you? I would do it. I, I don't I don't see an, an issue with with letting them know. Yes, I did. And what? And in a lot of cases, you're either uh, a client or you're a source company, and you get to determine. You're going to tell her that. Which you're going to tell her that. Are you going to make her. that threat? Are you going to tell her that? Huh? Okay. I would tell her. I, I would, right now I have a spreadsheet of of companies that I've been calling, and when I get through, if I call and the the, the hiring manager or the hiring authority is is legitimately a jerk, I'll put in my notes source company. Uh, and but only if they're jerks. Here's a with, question. With no so let me move on. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. Here's a question, okay? What if you All call right. a company, the hiring manager is a jerk, okay? Or you just call five mm-hmm. times, they never want to use you over a period of time, all right? Then all of a sudden, that same hiring manager calls you and says, Rich, I'm ready to move. Can you find me a new position? What would you do? Who's making that noise? Can you hear it? You would. You wouldn't say, where were you when I needed you, okay? You wouldn't say that. You would. That's one of the most ridiculous attitudes I've seen posted lately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of the business if that's your attitude. Okay. Oh, oh, I just want to say hi to to Carla, okay? Carla Porter, I hope she's doing well in her new job. Just got a new recruiting job about a month ago. Really? Yeah. Okay, but Rich, um, uh, but Jerry, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah. you've been calling some hiring, you've been calling sure. some hiring manager, maybe even once. The person treats you with disrespect, with an attitude on the phone. Tell, just some dumb tell, tell me more about that. What do you mean disrespect? Well, well, oh, give me an know, example I don't of that. Need to hear from you guys. I don't know, I, I, Jerry. I'm naturally respectful. I can't. Talk, I can't just bring out the, exactly. the disrespect. Exactly. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Right. These people aren't really disrespectful. If somebody's disrespectful to me, then I'm going to assume that I suck. I'm the idiot. Really? How about getting out of my face? I'm sick of you recruiters calling me every day, day and night. Do you think I have to do no work? I I completely understand that guy's viewpoint, dude. We are... Yeah? there, There are billions of us, like ants, crawling all over these people. They're sick of it. They are absolutely sick and tired of us calling and emailing and texting and spamming and dropping off uh, donuts and cupcakes. They're sick of it. Seriously, do you know how many times these people get called? God. No. <laughs> okay. So, so then, then a few weeks later, or maybe a few months later, the same yeah. person calls up and says, you know what? Okay. You're the person who's been in my face most I'm ready yeah. to make a move. That's why cool. I'm coming to you. Okay? Awesome. What yeah. are you going to say, Jerry? Uh, here's my email address. What, what do you mean? Send me cool. Glad you called me. What? Who can be pissed off about that? Whoever, whoever, whoever is upset by that needs to get out of our profession. Leave the industry. Really? Bail. Take off. Yeah. Take a hike. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thin skin. Yeah. Hold jump. on a second. I'm sick of this. Maureen. <laughs> Is Maureen here? Is Maureen here still? Yeah, somebody's listening. I can hear myself because they're listening to the show, and they and they've got their you know mic on, his headset on as well. They're listening through their speakers. You are dumb, whoever's doing that. Okay, you're a dummy. Okay, I hope it's not the guest. 
Okay, now I'll hear myself say you're a dummy in a minute. Okay. Amore, so so we're supposed to we're supposed office. to hold ourselves in such high regard that anybody who in the past has told us no, don't want to work with you, that should they connect with us, we're supposed to just tell them to step off. I gotta tell you, it That's feels ridiculous. lousy. I don't like it. I don't like it when people are rude to me on the phone. Okay. Who's rude to I you? I call them back. If they're rude to me, I call are them back they? and I hang up on them when they say hello. Are they really rude to you? Have you had anybody be rude to you? Seriously, yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't in thirty years. I don't know. Maybe you're like Maureen. You got the magic voice. When I call people, the secretary, receptionist always says, "Who are you? What are you calling about? What's your business?" Maureen, sure. I tell Maureen. She says it never happens to me. Never but is that rude? Is, is it rude if somebody asks you well, why are you calling? Be. It can be. It can be very really? aggressive. Like I it garbage. Like, okay. Hey problem. you infect. <laughs> hey you bug. Why are you calling this company? Hey. <laughs> Is that, is that Maureen talking in the background? Is she working while she's listening to the show? Okay, here's something else. Our good friend Derek Zeller, who just celebrated a birthday yesterday. You Happy know, birthday, Derek. I read his article. Yeah, and he's having rich. twins. You posted. Yeah, yeah, that's a joke, okay? Um, in case you didn't get it, Michael G. Cox. <laughs> but listen to this. Listen to this. He's, he wrote an article, you know, what he's learned, 25 things he's learned since he's been in the business or something like that. And, and Rich posted it on his Twitter page, so I read it for the, today's show. And oh. I quote it. Dirt okay. Diver, this is, mm-hmm. he says, you're going, this is a quote, you're going to have to stretch the truth at some point in your career. I posted on Twitter. He says, why don't you read the article before you start making things up? I didn't make it up. I quoted him directly. So... Do you believe what he said? You're, if you're a recruiter, you're going to have to stretch the truth at some point in can, your career. Can I interject just real quick? Nobody can go yeah. on the record with agreeing with that, man. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, don't, don't put us in the corner like that. Thanks, of course we would never stretch the truth. My goodness. I do not lie. Who would? <laughs> okay. My goodness. Well, he... He wrote it in the article, and when I played it back to him, he even denied it himself. You've got a point there, Jerry. I can't. Did, I can't did he also, is that the one where he said, yeah, turning 50 is no big deal? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Ever since I turned 50, it's all I can think about. Oh. I will say from the same article, his first it, three points of the 25 life lessons, yeah. pick up the yeah. phone. Uh, okay. Recruiters who have yeah, so not really 25. Telephone, it's like calling. the Ten Commandments. There's not really ten of them, right? There's not really ten right. commandments. It's wrong. It's like so his, George Carlin yeah, so three. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Here's right. a, another question, and I'm going to have to go to another ad. Okay. I got to tell. I got to tell everybody. I've had a number of uh, queries from new sponsors, so I'm just warning you guys. Okay. Mm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. When are you, okay. so you going to talk to me conver- about that privately? <laughs> well, they, they just asked. They just asked. They did commit. Okay. So okay. here's uh, what they say. Don't when you call someone you don't know, don't ask the person. Uh, how they are. Don't say, how are you, okay? Uh, and Brian Scott, who's an experienced recruiter, 
he says, he says, this is what he says when people say, how are you? And he doesn't know who they are. He says, why are you asking? You don't give a shit. That's what he quote quoting him directly. He might deny it. It might be hurt to know. <laughs> Such but friendly he, people he, out here in the recruiting world, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But is that really bad that you call somebody up? I, I always took it to mean, you know, it's just like saying hello. It's it's another. You, I don't take it literally. How are you? Okay, just fine. You know, I'd say fine. So is that bad, yeah. Rich? Rich? Is it bad? I don't think asking how they're doing is bad. What I do think is bad is trying to force. A, a phony r- rapport on the first call. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. if you're too excited, well, not too excited, but if you're you're trying to force them into this connection with you, that can be a little much. But it doesn't start by saying how are you. That that may open the door. Okay. But you're not calling your best friend. That that's how I wouldn't I wouldn't treat a phone call with a candidate or a client like I'm talking to my best friend. And some recruiters do that. And if if it works for them, you know, more power to them. But you've got to say something. Okay, I got to tell you. Don't we? I mean, we've got to we've got to yes. say something. Ask some kind of thing to get the get the wheels turning. And you never know what that's going to be. It, it it depends on how they answer the phone. And do you hear anything in the background? And what's go, you know what's going on in the world that day? And uh, you know, trying to can all this stuff into steps one, two, and three to use every single time is absurd. I will say, as a general rule. Yeah. On an initial phone call, I try to say as little as possible. Mm. If I can lead them into giving information about themselves or having a conversation about something they feel is insightful, then I'm doing a lot better, and I'll get a lot more from that call than if I call them up and I, I do most of the talking. You bet. <laughs> uh-huh. But Jerry, Maureen's hey, what's going Maureen's on in the world? Back. I know she's back a little late, Maureen, when I needed you. I'm, you I'm thanks, sorry. Maureen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> but Jerry would get on the phone, it sounds like to me, and he'd say, hey, what do you think about DACA, right? Not necessarily. You never go political. Kicking those kids. Josh. Well, you said, what's happening in the world? Well, what would you talk about? No. The only thing happening in the world is Trump sucks. Is that it still? I can't defend the man. I mean, what do you expect from me? Okay, but you said you said what you talk about with the person you're just calling out of the no, blue what I depends said on was, what's happening in the world. You have to ask something. You have to get some kind of something going on. You, you just call up. What do you do when you call somebody to say, hi? I mean, what, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, you got to Hi. <laughs> I you prefer know, the What's your name? I, I, it's crazy. I am Gary. Uh, <laughs> 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 are you? You know, I'm I'm available I'm for keynote speeches, by the way. If anybody <laughs> just throwing that out there. I know you are. I'll keynote your, your parties, your, your cocktail here. parties. I'll, I'll kick the thing off. <laughs> you can sing, Jerry. Mm-hmm. You can bring the band. Yeah, yeah. Be a great keynote. Jerry is a good singer. I know. I know. Okay, okay what were you saying, though, Animal? I'm going to do an ad. Well, going to do an ad. Going to do an ad. For our good friends at PC Recruiter. PC Recruiter, Martin Snyder is the boss there. If you'd like to talk to him, he's on Facebook all the time. Uh, somebody hung up. Sorry, I have to do the ads. They're paying for this show, okay? The other day, a guy named Steve Schwartz said, a guy named Steven Schwartz said on my Facebook group, he said, PC Recruiter offers great support and features that help me make placements. It's totally 
What's that noise? It's totally worth the cost. PC Recruiter is worth the cost. And here's Nick Mazur. Here's a guy who listens to this show while he's running. I want to distract. <laughs> Stop it, please. Okay? PC Recruiter, this is what Nick Mazur says. We use PC Recruiter, and we love it. I have demoed a ton of systems. Who, who's doing that? I got look. I don't have that much time left on the show. I don't know who it is. Oh, you people. There's always somebody out there, you know. Always somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Okay, but the longer you keep doing that, the more the longer this ad's going to take. Yeah, okay? punish us all. Nick We're all going to have to sit here in the class, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Whoever's okay. going to spit wad, everybody's going to sit yeah, here. There won't, be, there won't be classes in the future. Your kids are going to stay at home and watch a, teacher, uh, a recording of the teacher on a screen for nine mm. hours a day. I guarantee it. Yeah, okay. And that's true. Okay. Anyway, this is what someone else said. I'm a solo recruiter, and I use PC Recruiter, and I'm very pleased with it, even though I probably don't use all the functions. And you'll remember that just a few minutes ago, I said that you can be a solo recruiter who just uses a few functions, and they're going to take care of you like you're a king or a queen. Okay, because PC Recruiter loves recruiters. They're like the hippies of the recruiting world. If you're a recruiter, they love you, okay? And they're irreverent, too. Martin Snyder uses uh, Mad Magazine. Alfred E. Newman is his icon. Okay, that's a message for you. He's branding himself as a guy you can just talk to. He might not know anything, but he'll pass you on to somebody who does. I'm not saying he doesn't really know anything, but that's what his icon is telling you, okay? That's what his brand His brand's not really saying that, just saying he's happy-go-lucky, and he is. That's why he sponsors this show, PCRecruiter.net, PCRecruiter.net. And it, it, whoever was interrupting, the ad took a lot longer because you interrupted, okay? Not because of me. Right. Okay. Way to go. There yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't, it wasn't you. Me. Who, who even okay. said it was you? But, it was both. Okay, but here's something. Yeah, let me come. <laughs> that's what it sounded like, Mo. So let me come back to something. Uh, okay. You know, Rich, uh, Richard, Richard S. Baird, who just went into agency work and is now an expert, is telling everybody, "Don't be too buddy buddy. <laughs> Don't be too excited. <laughs> Don't be too excited when you're calling people on the phone." But Rich Rosen, who b- bills a million dollars a year. More than you and I are ever going to bill in our whole lives, okay? He said it's very important to call, be excited and, and get, you know, give some energy to the call. He says, you don't just call, you know, like a, a limp handshake. No way. you got to inject no. excitement into the call. I think he's talking about what? excitement about the, your opportunity or about your candidate, not excitement about your relationship or, or making them a, a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. What? I, I, I don't. What's the difference? Hey, it's rich. What's the I gotta tell you, I've got I, that. That <laughs> says it all right difference? there. <laughs> I guess so. Animal doesn't even know the difference between being enthused yeah. about your product and just some fake high school cheerleader uh, pep crowd. Yay, rah! Yay! You're so. Oh, I'm so excited! Come on, man. <laughs> Gosh. Animal Rich hey. Rosen says that you have him muted. Oh. Uh-oh. 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 What, what, what's his area code? 
What's his area code? What's his area code? I'll open all the noisemakers now. He would tell you if his line was Okay, Rich Rosen. He's open. Rich. I'm Rich, open. I'm Rich open. Rosen. You You're gotta on be my excited. side, aren't you? Uh, well, yeah, you you got to be excited, not a, not a chili. You got to have energy. You got to be loud. You got to be uh, a little little excited about the opportunity you're selling. Who wants to buy from like a wet noodle? You know. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't understand. But these guys are arguing with me, Rich. They're saying there's a They're difference crazy. between excited about having your relationship with this stranger, and there's a and that's a different from being excited about a position. That you don't know if he or she is really going to like. There okay. is a difference. If you are that, excited about the role, they'll get excited about the role. If you're not excited no, but, about it, then why the hell are they going to get excited about it? You know, you don't have to uh, become their best friend. You just got to be excited about it. You talk fast, talk loud, talk, you know, energetic. You know, how many guys well, you talk to that are falling asleep on the phone? When you, I mean, I deal, I deal with sales guys, and it's amazing to me when these sales reps and VPs are complete drips. I mean, who buys from them? Who can who can stay awake? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, somebody got to be a VP. Some drip. Someone you're calling a drip, and I believe it. I believe it's a drip because you're saying so. They got to be a VP. You can make money being a drip. I guess that proves it, doesn't it? I suppose. Everybody's you know. got to marry somebody, I guess. There you go. You know, yeah, it's I that guess. whole stop watching yeah. right trace today kind of thing. But I don't understand. I don't understand this. How can you call up when you call up and you're excited about a job, and it turns out it's really not something that is excite, exciting for the person you're calling? They resent that. They're not saying. They're, they're saying, "Oh, there's this used car salesman, Rich Rosen, trying to push his old <laughs> junker on me as if it's a, a brand new Cadillac." Okay. That's what it, they're saying to themselves. That's but, absolutely not. It all if you're lying about stuff, that's one thing. But if you're a good recruiter and you're good at this job, you don't work on a pile of crap. You work on stuff that's actually good. Hmm. Go figure. You don't waste your time working on dog oh. shit. <laughs> Part of the French. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you don't know the person, if you don't know the person, it's your first call. Uh, you're not always right with your presentation. With, it might not, not be the, the right job for them. Mm-hmm. You, but you know what? They like again. Sales guys are different than your average person. So if you're dealing with sales guys, you know they want to be excited. They like being sold to. Essentially, I'm not saying you lie to them. I'm not uh-huh. saying you you blow the roll up to something it's not. But you work on stuff that's good. You tell them what it is. Doesn't mean they're going to love it. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they're going to get pissed at you for being a huge car salesman. You're excited about what you're selling, as you should be. Otherwise, why okay. are you selling it? But I still, I just, I'll just say Jerry was ridiculing me for not knowing the <laughs> difference between being excited, being excited about your product, the job, and being excited about your new relationship with with this person. I, I can't tell them apart. I'm imagining I'm trying to imagine, I, can't tell them apart I, I just don't know. There's, there's okay. some candidates you're going you're to bond with and others are not, you know? Okay. So doesn't you, mean they're not going to work with you. You know Rich... Rich, Rich Rowe. <laughs> Rich Rowe. Rich Rosen. <laughs> you've, you've spoken to Richard S. Baird before, and he's now, he's into, uh, he's moved from corporate recruiting into agency. Do you have some advice for him? You've been listening to the show. Is there something you'd like I, to I tell him? No, I think he's done a great job thus far. You know, he's got the right attitude, the right energy, the right, uh, the right planning methodology, you know, plan every day, get on the phone. He's got, you know, he's got a good, you know, idea of what he's doing, you know. 
He just he, hey, just, he plans he plans fifteen he plans fifteen calls a day. <laughs> how many how many calls? <laughs> well, how many calls? Yeah, I heard that part before. On the corporate it, side, it, it, it really depends what you consider a planned call. Side. You know, I mean, I don't I don't have like fifteen twenty calls scheduled. You know, I have whoever fills out my calendarly thing to schedule a call. Great, it's scheduled. But other than that, you just go to town. Who worries about when they're free? You know, if they're if they're interested, it'll be free. If they're not interested, they're not going to be free. You can't okay, worry about everyone's schedule. Okay, so how many, calls should, how many calls should Rich be scheduling for himself now per day? You, you, since should, he's you should have a list of 50 people world. to call. You should have a list of at least 50 people to call. doesn't mean they're mm-hmm. scheduled. It means you're okay. on your planner, your, your, your roll-up list in PCR talk. You know? Oh, that's okay. Uh, we're, we're scheduled. Yeah, that's what I mean by scheduling. Okay, 50 oh, yeah. people. Can those be callbacks? Can those be callbacks, or are they new calls? Fresh I like, to have, 50, never I like to, to have 50 new calls, personally. Okay. Any reply, Richard S. Baird? I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, for the week, I try to build at least 300 on a, on a new list. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just one day going into Monday, 300 people I can call. Chances of connecting with all okay. pretty slim. I'm calling slim. them at work. They may be busy. I may have to call back. So that turns into a daily breakdown of 50 to 75 individuals that I am planning to try and connect with. How many do you connect with out of that 300 <sighs> a week? How many do you actually connect with, get on the phone, talk with? actually get on oh, yeah. the phone and talk with mm-hmm. maybe 25, 30. About 10%? About 10%. Okay. The rest yeah. is just voicemails. Yeah. Voicemails do they roll to the next no one week? answers, right? Do they roll yeah. to the I don't know why you're making calls. You believe in the text method. Well, you don't have the you, – you, you, how come you're calling? You, you, for you, I would say no, text I call, message. I always call. A text message. I always call. Okay. And I'll leave a message, and I'll reference the voice message in the text message. Okay, okay. I always call. Okay. There's no okay. aversion. And the text yeah. message is to set up a phone call. Hmm. And so will they roll to the next week? Rich. Or, the, or later in the week? Do you call every day, or, or how does it work? I'd like to put a day in between. So if I call you on Monday, I'll leave a mm-hmm. message saying mm-hmm. I'll follow up on Wednesday. Oh, okay. So but they know you're going to call the same day. Right. The text message is, late, is later in the same day, maybe right after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't Rich like to, to break up the dial. Yes, so. sir. Did you hear yes, about sir. his double ding method? What do you think about that, hitting them with two I, text messages, one after the other? I, I think it's great. I, I do. I, I do. It, I don't. I don't text as much as I should because just because my database doesn't have it built in yet, but that's coming later this year. But the um, but I text often. Um, and, and I, I often will just put, you know, the quick one-liner like he does, and then a quick, and then hey, it's Rich Rosen, give me a ring at this number, or let's, you know, let's set up a time. You know, yep. it's all about just getting your name in front of people. Whether it's email, text, phone calls, the more they hear your name, the better it is. The more they see it, the more they hear it, the better chance you're going to have to connect. Cause yeah, you're but think he's you actually know what you're doing. hit him over the head a couple of times. One, give him the old 100%. one, two, not just a punch in the face. Okay, the left and the right. Okay. That's his idea. Okay. I think it's right. Last question goes to you. 
Okay, Rich, Richie Baird. Do you have a question for Rich Rosen or Michael G. Cox or me or Maureen? Jerry's already left. <laughs> do, Jerry do you have any questions? Off. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Advice starting out. What is, what's more important? What do you mean? What's the most important the thing? Connect time? Rich Rosen's in your... Well, what, what should I be what? measuring myself by initially? Richie, what Rich you Rosen, measure? you answer the question. I, I think when you're first starting out, call. it's all about it's getting on the phone. It's just it's the it's the just getting the dials and getting talking to quality people, getting quality jobs. You know, it, it's not it, in learning what if you're new to that particular vertical. I know we had talked. I mean, if you're if you're new to that particular vertical, it's knowing what an A player looks like. That's the first thing you got to learn. But it's all yep. about being on the phone and you know doing doing the whole package, the emails, your texts, and your phone. That's it's just a constant, uh, a constant battle, and it sounds like you're doing it right. Fantastic. Okay, that's the end of the show. Rich Baird, Rich Rosa, Michael G. Cox, Maureen, Jerry. I don't know anybody else that was here. Hire Tool and PC Recruiter. uncomfortable in your clothes uh-huh. help your help your body out before you have a problem that's what you say and here's your advice use body glide on your inner thighs <laughs> and under <laughs> and under tight bra straps where is well, Lori when you have glide? that prickly heat syndrome animal what's body glide what's body, body glide is what marathoners use or what um chubby girls use like me i've used it on my thighs you know when they <laughs> rub back and forth together. Yeah.